Welcome back, everybody. It is another edition of Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and every week we bring you a handful of movies or shows, sometimes even video games, that you can watch over the weekend. And hopefully you are all having a long weekend because it is the 4th of July weekend. So let's just get this thing going. Well, I'm going to send this over to Bill. How you doing? That was a shock. Hey, I'm doing fine. Glad to be back. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I've got a stinker for you. Frankenstein Island. Frankenstein Island. It is directed by Jerry Warren. Now, i got to talk a little about this. Jerry Warren, Jerry Warren was a film director, producer, screenwriter, did a lot of everything. He grew up wanting to get into the film business, as many of us did, but he was a man ahead of his time with an attitude toward quality that was would fit in so well with, with today. So he once said in an interview, quote, I'd shoot one day of this stuff and throw it together. I was in the business to make money. I never, ever tried in any way to compete or to make something worthwhile. I only did enough to get by so they would buy it, so it would play, and so I'd get a few dollars. It's not very fair to the public, I guess, but that was my attitude. You didn't have to go all out and really make a good picture. Yeah, love this guy. So he made... He made a few of his own movies, and they were terrible. Man Beast, Incredible Petrified World will definitely put you to sleep. Teenage Zombies. But then he decided, man, that was a lot of work. So he began buying and distributing foreign-made movies. He would re-edit them, and then he would shoot some scenes, usually with his buddies like John Carradine, mm -hmm. to stick in there and pad them out to replace all the good stuff that he cut out. He butchered Invasion of the Animal People, Attack of the Mayan Mummy, and a bunch of others. His stuff is just awful. This is his last movie. And it proves that even after a 15-year hiatus during which, quote, he watched no movies at all and was talked into making another movie by a friend who said, hey, you know, low-budget horror movies are making money again. So with his 15 years of not doing anything, he decided to go back to it. He made um, – uh, this This is awful. It's got John <laughs> Carradine and Cameron Mitchell. I'm going to read you the plot. Yeah, I sold blue. on that. I know, I know. John Carradine and Cameron Mitchell mean two men who desperately needed a paycheck. A hot air balloon crashes on a remote and uncharted island. The four balloonists and their dog, Melvin, are captured by a pair of drunken old pirates who take them to the hilltop laboratory home of Dr. Frankenstein's modern-day descendant, Sheila Frankenstein, <laughs> who is carrying on the family tradition by turning shipwrecked sailors into pre-programmed, bloodless, black-garbed zombies who must wear sunglasses to protect their weird white eyes from light. They also carry little plastic red pitchforks, the kind you buy at the dollar store. <laughs> Discovering that one of the new arrivals is a doctor, Robert Clark from The Hideous Sunday, the buxom white-haired Sheila, who's also like 65 years old, quickly brainwashes him into helping her try to save her bedridden 200-year-old husband, Dr. Van Helsing, using the blood of a Poe-quoting prisoner, Cameron Mitchell, and the nubile bodies of a local tribe of primitive, bikini-clad Amazon jungle girls descended from highly advanced aliens who once used the rocky, desolate island as their secret Earth landing site. Meanwhile, the mystic spirit of her ancestor, John Carradine, hovers ever near, channeling from the great beyond all of the arcane energies that change her experiments as he rants about the power, the power, while his immortal creation, the original Frankenstein monster, lies trapped underwater at the bottom of a pool hidden in a cave, biding its time as it waits for its chance to escape. Whew. 
I'm sorry, wow. all I heard was nubile bodies, so you have my attention. Oh, man, yeah, and, and so they'll be parading around, and then all of a sudden, this superimposed uh, head of the long-dead John Carradine, I'm pretty sure at this point he was dead, and if he wasn't, <laughs> this would have killed him, just appears, quoting dialogue from eons past about the power of the power. He had no idea he was going to be in this movie. Uh, yeah. Nobody did. It's terrible. I mean, the description makes it sound like it's worth watching. It's really long and terrible. Luckily, there is a Rift Tracks version of it, and I highly recommend that you watch the Rift Tracks version, or you'll be watching it, and you'll be riffing it, and frankly, you're <laughs> probably not as funny as the guys who do Rift Tracks. So save yourself the trouble. It is on Tubi, like everything. Hey. Yes. And I will throw this over to Paul. Why, thank you, Bill. Welcome. Well, this this is this is Fourth of July weekend, isn't it? Yes, yes. Sure so is. time for some patriotic movies. Da, 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 da. And what could be more patriotic, you know it, than Uncle Sam? Why, yes, we did do a review of this. Um, someone called a video store junkie. Someone called a video store junkyard episode. I believe that was. Do do do. Let me see. Uh, I don't know. It's somewhere we can tell you. It was episode, season one, episode 14, um, if you want to hear the, the whole gang's take on it. But you don't need to hear their take. You only need to hear my take. This is a wonderful holiday film. I actually took my kids to see it at the, at the, at the theater. Granted, they were in their 20s, but still. Um, it is by director William Lustig and writer Larry Cohen. And it has such a such a patriotic story. Uh, a Desert Storm vet, so this is from 1996, a Desert Storm vet who was killed in combat rises from the grave on July 4th to kill the unpatriotic citizens of his hometown after some teens burn an American flag over his burial site. Oh, what a wonderful film. It's got a great cast. It's got Bo Hopkins, Isaac Hayes, um, Robert Forrester, PJ Souls, Timothy Bottoms, Oh, this is a wonderful piece of trash. It's it's utter garbage. It's it's reprehensible. Um, I'm not even sure in ter terms of what political leanings it was taking. I'm not sure even it's sure. But oh my god, it even throws in a, a nod to Fulci. This thing is wonderful. Oh, did I tell you where it's at? No, because I was so hopped up on goofballs and excited about this. Um, it is currently playing. Uh, let me see. I pulled it up. <laughs> it's currently playing on Tubi, our friend Tubi. So that's Uncle Sam 1976, 1996. So 200 on uh, the 220th anniversary of our fair country. Um and it's he's the hero we deserve. Uncle Sam. So speaking of the hero we deserve, I pass this over to Zach. Oh, well, thank you. So for my first recommendation, honestly, I really have just one thing to say about it. And that's that you should Check it out, because uh, that's the name of the show. It's Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. Ah. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Dr. Steve Brule, well, he's a doctor. I don't actually know what he's a doctor of, but he is a doctor of something. And uh, he has a cable access show where every episode he tackles a different topic. So just to give you a little example, the first season, uh, the episodes are on the following food, relationships, family, health, fear and friendship. And every episode, he dives into this topic. He goes around, he interviews experts, uh, and, you know, he kind of ruminates on the topic at hand. It's really instructive. It's really interesting. 
Uh, so like I said, you should check it out. And uh, you can find all of the episodes of Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule right now on HBO Max. It is great. All those episodes, by the way, are super short. They're like 12 minutes. So you can sit down and just watch these whenever. And I will say, uh, in all seriousness, I think that, you know, I know that the Tim and Eric style of humor is not for everyone. And it's, you know, it kind of has that uh, irreverent, that almost forced irreverence at times. But I actually don't think that John C. Riley gets the respect that he deserves for this character because it is actually a really, really well-realized, ridiculous character. So, um, yeah, I I, uh, I sat down. I had I don't think I'd ever actually seen a full episode because I never had cable, so I never got to watch these on like Adult Swim. But uh, I sat down and watched like all four. I think there are four seasons, although that's that means there's only like four hours of content. But I watched it all basically in a weekend because I just I just couldn't turn away. So once again, that is Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. And you can find all of those on HBO Max. And uh, speaking of being an expert on things, uh, <laughs> pass this over to Renee. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, hello. I... I really don't have a good setup for this. I, I'm not as excited about it as Paul was his movie, um, but it's still a good movie. Uh, this movie is from 1984, and it is called Trancers. And Yay! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's by Charles Band, and everybody should know Charles Band. And if you don't, you should. He did Puppet Master and a lot of other things. This guy, I forget his name, forgive me, he plays like this, uh, you know, think of, think of Blade Runner. (laughs) He is, he's Jack Death, and he is supposed to terminate these trancers, essentially, which are like weird sort of zombie things, and he has to go back in time, all the way back to 1985, Los Angeles, where he will inhabit the body of his ancestor, and he will, sorry, he will prevent some stuff from going down in the future. And again, that movie is called Trancers, and it has Helen Hunt in it. And it's available on Tubi and Pluto and Voodoo and Roku and Freebie, but mostly Tubi. And I'll pass this back to Bill. Thank you very much. My second film is another stinker, but this one's got Bell Lugosi. So it's... Mother Riley Meets the Vampire from 1952, and it's found on YouTube, which is probably the only place you're ever going to see it. Okay, this is, this is like mind-boggling. Old Mother Riley is a character, an Irish washerwoman, played by Arthur Lucan from about 1934 to 1954. 20 years he played this character. 16 films! That, you know, that's a franchise right there. Americans have barely heard of it, and there's a few reasons for that. It's very broad British humor. Um, The whole guy dressing up as a woman thing isn't as inherently funny to us as it is to them. But I think mostly because these films are dreadful. Everyone I've ever seen is worse than the one before. And this was the last one. So it's the worst of the worst. Um, This guy was voted the sixth biggest box office draw in 1943. Admittedly, most of the good actors were out getting, you know, shooting Nazis, but still. Um, and, and it remains arguably the most influential drag act until RuPaul. And yet no one knows about this guy. He was usually accompanied by a homely actress named Katie, Kitty McShane, and uh, that was his wife. They were married in real life. She played his daughter. It was creepy. Um, although she was no looker, usually the plots revolved around her wayward ways. 
uh, their marriage was a horror show of just filled with alcoholism and infidelity. Um, yeah. By the time they made this film, they'd separated. So she spared being in it. The plot, a mad scientist seeks to dominate the world with an army of nuclear robots. But, um, and it's played, of course, by Bola Lugosi. His only functional robot is accidentally sent to old mother Riley. And that's about it. And stuff happens. Bela Lugosi had gone to Britain to appear in a stage play of Dracula, which did not do well. It was low budget. It bombed. And he was now stuck there and he needed money to, you know, get a ticket home. So they arranged for this mess to be filmed, gave him about $5,000. They hoped that his name would allow them to get the old Mother Riley character into the American market. Although it was shot in 50, 54, I don't think it ever, it didn't appear in America until 63. So it tells you how much faith they had in it. The film emphasized that Lugosi's character, although he thought he was a vampire, was not an actual vampire because if he was a vampire, they would have gotten a certificate that would have prevented it from being shown to children. And apparently that was old Mother Riley's biggest audience, kids. Um, it was going to be called Carry On Vampire for its American release, but the people who did the Carry On series sued them. So they changed it to My Son the Vampire, and they hired Alan Sherman, who had just had a big hit with My Son the Folk Singer, to write a song for My Son the Vampire. It sounds like it was written on the back of a napkin in about 10 minutes. It's got lines like, My Son the Vampire, he will turn you pale, because My Son the Vampire, don't, think, don't drink ginger ale. That's as good as it gets. Reviewers called this movie stupid, humorless, and repulsive. And those were the good reviews. Those are the ones they put on the poster. You gotta watch this thing. It is just so dreadful, and it's get it's one of my favorite bad bad movie tropes. It just ends like they ran out of film. <laughs> you know, I don't really think there's there's a conclusion to the plot. I, I sort of they get to the climax, <laughs> and she falls in the water, and all of a sudden, old Mother Riley. And you got understand at no point do you ever believe that this is a woman. I guess that's part of the joke. She's wearing, I think, the English equivalent of blackface for Irish people, which is dirt face. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she just shows up and says, the end. And, and that's and like, Oh, my God. Yeah. So there you go. It's on YouTube. I think um, I think pretty much no one has ever bothered to, you know, copyright this thing. So, you, hey, <laughs> go ahead. Release it yourself. Do your own version. It's it's due for reevaluation. Yep. And I will throw this back to Paul. Why, thank you, Bill. Hey, did I mention it's 4th of July weekend? Oh, boy. I think you did. And, and everyone knows just how patriotic I am. To show you how patriotic I am, I, honest to God, try to watch this movie every 4th of July. It is 1776 from 1972. It is a, oh. bear with me, a musical about the creation of the declaration and signing of the declaration of independence it is it stars william daniels that's you know the kit kit car himself as john adams uh, howard de silva as benjamin franklin ken howard you know the white shadow as thomas jefferson um it is this wonderful it it's it's a it's a musical comedy drama about the, the founding fathers um, you know, ignoring, you know, any, any things there, but yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the history's a little off, you know I mean? But that, that doesn't matter because it's 
it's more to give you the feel that these were real people. And it, it ends with a tableau of the really famous painting that, again, is historically inaccurate of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. But it's, it's really great. Got fantastic songs, funny stuff. It's long. It's like two and a half hours long. But, of course, nowadays, that's nothing. That's like a Marvel film. Um, and it is, it's just really fun. And it's a, you know, you like, you're like, oh, that's Caesar Rodney, but he's actually much healthier than he shows up in, in the movie. He's got like cancer and he's, he's not doing well, but I, apparently he did much better than that actually, because they put him on a quarter. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's a fun film, uh, 1776, a great musical and, uh, you'll learn some history. What can I say? And, hey, can, I just, uh, uh, can I just say, uh, they, they used to make us watch this movie in school. Oh, did they? Back, oh, and this wow. is back before. This is not just stick a, you know, a video cassette or a DVD. This was a big deal. They had to thread up the film. I don't know where they got the copy from. Yeah, yeah. And, and two a and a half hours. Man, they took, yeah, I was gonna say that they, that set your little butts down for a long period oh. there. Oh yeah. So anyway, yeah. so that's what I have. And speaking of founding fathers, I'll pass this over to Zach. <laughs> well, actually, you could have said uh, speaking of learning about history because. I actually did not realize that William Daniels was the voice of Kit. Uh, oh, that, yeah. yeah, I never, I never realized that. I always knew him as, uh, I, I guess, because I'm a slightly, slightly younger than you. Uh, I, I uh, remember him as George Feeney from uh, Boy Meets World. Uh, for anyone who ah, watched that, that yeah, the, uh, yep. the teacher, yeah. So, anyways, uh, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Although my uh, my second recommendation actually does kind of uh, dovetail a little bit with Bill's second recommendation, and I will I'll, I'll explain why in just a moment. But um, so my second pick is actually another TV show, and this one is a like full long form TV show, and it's one that I actually kind of slept on, and I don't think it really got a whole lot of attention uh, when it was on. It was on for four seasons, and I think that a lot of people passed it over. I just kind of started watching it on a whim, and I think it's uh, it did not get the attention it deserved. So maybe I can remedy that. So the name of the show is Baskets, and it is playing on Hulu. Like I said, it's four seasons, and the premise of the show is that a guy named Chip Baskets, played by Zach Galifianakis, uh, well, he has a dream, and that dream is to be a clown. And to be very specific, he wants to be a French clown, so he goes to France to study clowning, which is kind of funny because he doesn't speak French at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, he falls on some hard times, and he has to move back home, and he has to move in with his mom. And this is where uh, this is where it dovetails with uh, Bill's last pick because his mom is played by Louis Anderson, who is absolutely brilliant wow. in this show. Yeah, it. it uh, I. You know, I. I like Louis Anderson. I liked him before this, but uh, this show actually gave me like a whole new respect for him because uh, I hadn't seen him in a ton of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but it's it's actually really funny. Like I said, it's uh, it's a show that I don't know why it got passed over. I don't know why I didn't hear a whole lot about this, but uh, it's really funny. I really love it. I like love Zach Galifianakis. Uh, he plays he actually plays two characters. He plays Chip Baskets and his brother Dale Baskets. And like I said, Louis Anderson is brilliant. And then there's also an actress named Martha Kelly in this who I had never seen in anything else. Actually, I take that back. Uh, apparently, she played like a security guard in the uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. I think she had like two lines. But um, I really love her in this show because she has this like really understated weirdness that kind of uh, plays against Zach Galifianakis's like over-the-top style of comedy sometimes. So anyways, once again, the name of the show is Baskets. It's four seasons. 
Uh, I'm actually, I have not watched the whole show. I just started watching it the other weekend. So I'm only into uh, season two. So hopefully it stays good. And my recommendation uh, isn't, uh, isn't bad. But uh, like I said, it's on Hulu. Check it out. Uh, I thought uh, it's a bit of a diamond in the rough still. And that's what we're here for, right? So, and speak. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring it. Speaking of diamonds, there's no rough here. It's all diamond. <laughs> Renee, what's your what's your final what's your Just final? I save. I don't take it. Well, so people don't know. I used to I used to edit all these. Now Renee's editing all these episodes. So she can do whatever she wants. So I have to be really extra nice to her. So, anyways. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I have to tell you, I co-sign baskets. Oh, I love that so much. And Louis Anderson, he he plays it straight and it's so good. Oh my it's god. So, I should mention so good. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Can I can I actually butt back oh, in please. and mention that his his mom his mom, uh, Christine Baskets, is obsessed with two things costco and ronald reagan <laughs> and, and he sells it so well it's so good now when was this yeah. produced uh this was just recently i think the first season was like 2016 so yeah the, the final season would have been uh actually looking at right now the final season aired in 2019 so yeah it's pretty recent yeah you Check should at least out. just watch like a couple episodes i think you'd yeah, like it so yeah. good yeah Oh, man. So my next suggestion, I'm going to keep this one pretty short because when it comes to Italian horror, I really don't want to fuck it up. And I would like to let Bill, you know, typically take the reins yeah. on the like, that's his world. And I don't want to come and and shit on Bill's oh. world. Oh, so <laughs> so now, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Have you guys heard of this thing called Movie Palette? Uh, and this is not an ad for Movie Palette. Um, so what they do is they take the movie and they like take every scene of the movie and they find the predominant color from that scene. And then they turn it into like a palette. I'll send you guys a link of what it looks like. We'll yeah, have yeah, it in please. the show notes. Yeah. And so I was looking through all of these and I saw one. I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. And I had not seen, I'd seen clips of this movie before, but I'd never seen the whole thing. But I thought, oh my gosh, this color palette is so beautiful. I'm going to watch this movie. Um, and that is 1977's Suspiria. Surprise, oh. surprise. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this, oh boy. So, <laughs> so this American girl, and trust me, if you forget she's American, they will remind you. Uh, she shows up at this German ballet academy and she just kind of comes in and I shouldn't say she comes in off the street cause she traveled all the way from America, but she, you know, she just kind of gets dropped off at the door essentially. And, um, she shows up at this place and she's the new dancer and it's, you know, ballet, those poor girls are, you know, they don't get to really do anything. They don't get to eat or, you know, live. They just ballet and smoke cigarettes. And, um, so there's and there's a lot of things going on in the background, you know, kind of spooky things that happen when you're at these old buildings and whatnot. But the the colors in this movie, even if you just watch it <laughs> to look at all the pretty colors, uh, I think you would enjoy it. It's an entertaining movie. I think I always enjoy. I should say I haven't always enjoyed, but now I really enjoy in these movies it's like these super dramatic like kind of over dramatic acting but they do it really well like in a way that doesn't you don't feel like you're watching somebody that's really laying it on heavy 
it just kind of works with what's happening in the moment. Um, and yeah, and please, Bill, feel free if you have things to say about this. Uh, but that oh, is, uh, well, yeah, 1977. I, I, yeah. I know, I know you, you, that was a beautiful, I, I, this is my favorite movie. Literally. Is that your favorite, favorite movie? movie? Yes. Oh, every God. time. Now here's, now here's the thing I could talk for, I, I don't want to monopolize everything. I'm talking forever <laughs> about this. Everything that I like about film, you say, what, Bill, what is your favorite kind of film? I want films with great dialogue, good characters, and a coherent plot. Suspiria has none of that. <laughs> it, it, it's, it goes out of its way to have ludicrous characters. And by the way, if you, you want to know why they were acting so over the top, this film was originally written for 12-year-olds. And then oh, they said, oh, hey, Dario, um, you murder brutally a bunch of people in this movie. We will not give you money to... to you know, show you stabbing the heart. Literally, you see the knife into the heart, like you suddenly got x-ray vision of a 12-year-old girl. So he just hired older people. Didn't change a word of dialogue. So they're acting like 12-year-olds, sticking their tongues out of each other and just like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, every and, time and I Bill, upgrade... No, go ahead. I was going to say, and Bill, and, you know, uh, Renee mentioned the color palette. Wasn't it, isn't it oh. true that, that he, yeah, he told them, what did he tell them to base it on? Wasn't it? Uh, um, didn't he tell them to watch uh, Snow White and base oh. the base the colors yeah. on Snow White? I just assumed someone dropped acid before they did it. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it I, I believe he actually told it. Yeah, yeah. It's one more reason why I don't. I, I think of the greatest crime of humanity. Oh, you can say genocide and all kinds of things, but getting rid of three strip Technicolor was just the biggest mistake we ever made. It was. It was just so pretty. Um, it, every time I upgrade a system, like if they come up with a new technology, like, you know, DVDs or HD TVs, the first film I watch when we get one is Suspiria. And then mm. I crank up the volume really loud so the neighbors can, you know, knock on the door and say, cut it out. Um, yeah, what a, what a sensory assault that film is. It's mm. so good. And, and then you watch like Argento's Dracula and you wonder what the hell happened. There's just no no excuse, but yeah, I love I just unreservedly love that movie, every single bit, oh. everything about it, crazy pants. So thank you for bringing it up. I I, I just love that film. Oh good. Every, well, now, so every now and then they release they release like a 4K or an 8K. Oh. When they get to 20K, where you can see each individual atom, they'll they release Suspiria because they say this is the film, this is the one you want to have running like at the at the Costco. To show you what the how good our TVs are, but you know it's got a couple of shots in there. You really don't scare the. Scare I would the love children. it. I would love it if the local Costco was playing Suspiria to show up their four K TVs. This is horrible. Look at the resolution, damn. That's the most gorgeous murder I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, which is true. I mean, that first. Oh, murder. oh, yeah, yeah. The first it is. murder in the. Yes. The first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes are unbelievable. And there's a lot of extra stuff in between, mm. but it's very pretty. Oh, I'll just, for the audience out there, just to show you the logic of this movie, there's there's a Snoopy woman who's like snooping around in this big old house full of witches because she dumb like that. And she opens <laughs> the door. It's not easy to open this door. She struggles and she shoves and falls in to the room of razor wire. <laughs> And that's it. There's a room of razor wire. And it's not even neatly folded. It's just been thrown mm -hmm. in there, all cattywampus, which makes it useless. You will spend hours cutting your fingers trying to untangle the razor wire if that's how you store your razor wire. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. So. 
this if, if if this movie if you look at it as a dream and that's usually a big cop out but it, it, for for like argento for this one inferno and a few of others it, it just works if it's like it's a dream there's no reason why the dog does what it does but he does mm-hmm. and there you are yeah i love that movie thanks <sighs> yeah you're welcome th- hey you know if you want to watch enthusiastic it. thumbs up yeah where is it i like it you can watch it on tubi or canopy uh, you could also rent it from the Alamo Draft House. I just Ooh. had to throw that out there because it was the Alamo Draft House. And if you if they're ever showing it at the Alamo Draft House, you should go see it. Mm. Because no, Listen, C three PO. I didn't understand a word you just said. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of broke up there a little bit. Oh, you you saw a double feature of that cannibal holocaust. Yeah, we saw we saw a double feature of Suspiria. Yes, we did. Holocaust. And and you know, one of my favorite movie memories was uh, they show Suspiria first, and then when it's over, the guy comes out and it's like, "So, um, how many people in the audience haven't seen Cannibal Holocaust?" And there's a, a fairly good show of hands, and everyone who didn't raise their hand gave this mean chuckle. (laughs) <laughs> like oh, okay oh man strap, strap on your seatbelts it's going to be a bumpy ride oh man yeah, yeah. And when we walked out a lot of the people those people were all standing outside with the kubrick thousand yard stare they were oh, just, yeah. oh my god well, and that, that's when we turned to each other and said wow i don't remember that movie being so rapey but yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. it was like yeah, oh I, all I remembered was turtles and uh, not so much uh, the rapiness of it. So, you know, every time you see it, you discover new <laughs> and horrifying things. Yeah. But, but the, we're not the first time you see it is. No, we're not recommending it. Although I do believe it's essential viewing if you're a horror movie fanatic. I, but I don't recommend it because. And it does have a gorgeous theme song. Has a gorgeous theme song. Oh, oh, that, what, that is, that's one of the best gut punches. That theme song is so sweet and innocent and everything and just lulls you into a false sense of I'm not going to have my mind blown. And then your mind gets blown. So, And then they show it again during some of the really horrible sequences. And things are really, really, shit's really going down. And all of a sudden, do, 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 do. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's brilliant. A brilliant, awful movie that probably never should have been made. But it was, and you know, not watching it's not going to bring that turtle back. No. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Woo, that was fun. Yeah, so about all that stuff I have to cut out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Paul, um, or hey, actually, anybody. Anybody got to, oh, go. Before, huh? before we start singing, can I actually just make an announcement? Sure. Oh, yeah. for like for like the two people who are listening to this episode and maybe actually listen to our like our longer episodes. Um, so I had actually I think it said on the last episode back many months ago when we did our last full length episode, that we were going to be releasing a episode on Jaws this weekend for the 4th of July. And what since I'm a lying piece of shit, we're not going to do that. <laughs> It's it's my uh, fault, Mayor Cooper. No, it's not I, your fault. We had, we I blame had, the minions. Everyone the has minions. scheduling conflicts, but I just wanted to let everyone know that episode is still coming. We do still have some longer episodes coming out in the near future. So just in case you were wondering what happened, uh, it's because I'm a lying piece yeah. of shit. So that's, that's well, that. now we can get the minions. It's the I, w- minions. I will say that minions. it was for the minions, and my poor sister has been through so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, she lives yeah. with Paul. 
Oh, yeah. She's not not just married to me. She lives with me. Yeah, Yeah, they're roommates as well. Yeah, they are roommates as well. So, um, you know, it's the least that we could do for her. (laughs) Anyways, just just wanted to make that announcement. So now we can we can get to the singing. Yeah, we're doing singing. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a song still listening. I I have to have a song. Did you? No kidding. Yep, it's from 1776. Oh, it's a song. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> called. Yeah, <laughs> he's not excited about that, Renee. It's it's called the Egg, and it's by it, it's sung by William Daniels as John Adams, Ken Howard as Thomas Jefferson, and Howard De Silva. And it goes like this: It's a masterpiece, I say. They will cheer every word, every letter. I wish I felt that way. I believe I can put it better. Now then again, attend as friend to friend our declaration committee. For us I see immortality in And for the weekend of July 1st, Bill recommended Frankenstein Island, available on Hoopla, Tubi, and Pluto TV. And Mother Riley Meets the Vampire on YouTube. Paul recommended Uncle Sam, available on Tubi, and 1776, available on Fubo. Zachary recommended Check It Out with Steve Brule on HBO Max and Baskets on Hulu. I recommended Trancers, available on the Roku channel, Vudu, Tubi, Pluto TV, and Arrow. And Suspiria, available on Tubi and Canopy. The Eagle. The eagle. The eagle. The turkey. 